of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Week 10, the slate was not great on paper, but we got we got some pretty good games. We got a lot of good games, a lot of good games that we didn't expect. Got some more storylines to talk about. The playoff picture is finally taking shape. Uh, it's going to come down to the wire in the AFC I can't wait. This was, I mean, great week to be a Dolphins fan because literally every team that we were like rooting against playoff-wise, they all lost. Uh, so the Dolphins won the bye week. Love to see it. Um, yeah, this episode, uh, just me for this episode. Um, I'm not going to have an NFL weekly update. Not enough really happened over the last couple weeks. There were some things that happened, and I'll talk about that when we talk about those specific teams and whatnot. But um yeah, I guess let's get into the Week 10 recap, and as always, starting with the game that we watched last night, <sighs> Broncos 24, Bills 22, uh, the Bills are dead, plain and simple, uh, but let's talk about the Broncos, they are the winning team, Uh Broncos, not as bad as some people predicted, I was not one of those people, I thought the Broncos would be what this team is, a 500 team, they're playing hard, the offense looks better, Russ looks a million times better than he did last year, he's still not great, but I think that has a lot to do with kind of the offense, not even, not even, they have, they have enough playmakers for it to be better, but um, Russ looks better, the offense is better, the defense has been playing much, much better since uh, the Dolphins really hung 70 on them. I think that through the first seven weeks of the season, they had seven turnovers, and through the last three weeks or something like that, they've had nine. Don't know if those numbers are right, but I know they had seven at some point at the start of the season, and now they've had nine through their last month of the season or whatever. The Broncos are playing much better football. Uh, If you listen to last week's podcast, you know that when Spills and I were talking about the Broncos, this was a team that we're both going to bet heavily going forward. We think that they're going to get undervalued, and they're not as bad as... People think that they are. Um, Pat Sertain just locked up Diggs the entire night. And if you have a guy who can take away Josh Allen's number one target, the Bills offense just doesn't work. And again, we'll get to the Bills in a bit, but we still have some more Broncos stuff to talk about. Um, That Cortland Sutton TD in the first half where Russ basically, the ball was out of bounds and Cortland Sutton reached out, grabbed it, toe down or toe drag swag barely got in wasn't was ruled an incompletion originally was overturned was a touchdown that was a very very good catch very very good uh, ball and body control by Sutton there um yeah the Broncos are just kind of they're not trending up they're still like a very okay team but better than what a lot of people predicted going into the year not me, not me. I am smart. I know more than a lot of you mutts out there, but that's beside the point. Uh, let's talk about the Bills. Talk about the Bills, one team that I think everyone thought was just going to kind of keep rolling and whatever. Um, they are not. The Bills need a complete and total reset. Um, 
And I think that's kind of it already started today. Uh, their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, has been the scapegoat for the team and he has been fired. Now, do I think that Ken Dorsey was the problem? No. Do I think he was part of the problem? Of course. Um, I think Brett Coleman uh, tweeted out that basically the Bills, when they run from under center or they run their offense from under center, it is much more efficient. The run game is much better. Uh, They can get their play action game going. It opens things up way more, but they just don't do that and haven't really done that the entire season so far. Um, Yeah, Ken Dorsey has his problems. Josh Allen has definitely had his problems. He is leading the league in turnovers right now. He's led the league. I mean, he's been leading. I think he has 92 turnovers since... uh, since he started in the league. And that's always been an issue for Josh Allen has been turnovers, but the people saying, Oh, Josh Allen is the problem. Josh Allen sucks. Josh Allen is what did you say? Josh Allen's just Carson Wentz. Uh, no, he's not. Josh Allen's one of the most talented quarterbacks in this league. And one of the most talented quarterbacks to step on a football field. But people need to realize football is a team sport, a team sport. And it is the utmost team sport. You can't just have few kind of superstar star players and have everything work. Everyone needs to be on the same page on offense. Everyone needs to be on the same page on defense and special teams. And the coaching needs to be good. And literally everything needs to click at once for teams to go on runs. And that's why the NFL is, I mean, such a year-to-year league, if we're being honest. But football is a team sport. And... Although Josh Allen had, does take a lot of the blame, I don't think he deserves all of it. Uh, yeah, because really on offense, it's, I mean, they got Diggs, who's obviously one of the best receivers in the league. Kincaid has had a nice rookie season so far. That's it for weapons on offense. They got a rookie tight end and Diggs. Uh, James Cook looks great, but again, they just don't really run the ball a ton. Uh he had a fumble on the first play of the game in this one, and uh, they sat him for a little bit, and then he came back, and then he averaged nine yards per carry for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, let's actually let's pull up the the box score here a little bit just to, just to read off some stats because yeah, Josh Allen two interceptions. On the day, also had a fumble, so three more turnovers. He might be at 95 turnovers for his career now. Uh, As I said, James Cook had a fumble. Gabe Davis, I mean, one of those interceptions went right through Gabe Davis's hands. Gabe Davis is not a number two receiver in this league. He might be an okay wide receiver three, just kind of the stretch the field. But Gabe Davis cannot be your number two receiver in any offense, and that's just kind of where we're at for the Bills. Uh, Did I miss anyone on the Broncos? I gave... uh, I gave Pat Sertain a shout-out there, but no one else really deserves anything. Um, yeah, I guess last thing last thing for the Bills, but uh, Sean McDermott, I think, is going to be out the door at the end of the season unless there's a massive turnaround with Joe Brady uh, as their new offensive coordinator. He was their quarterback's coach. If you, if you don't know the name Joe Brady, uh, he was the LSU offensive coordinator when... Burrow went off in that year, and LSU won the national championship. Then he went over to the Panthers. Wasn't great there, but I mean, we see how the Panthers organization is run, so not really a shock. Uh, So he kind of gets a second chance here, and I think that he will do a good job. I'm excited to see 
what the bills look like next weekend, but I think it's just, it's too late for them. It's too late. This is a very, very tough AFC. And right now they are tied with the, I think they have the 10th, the 10th best record in the AFC right now. And they're tied with, uh, who are they tied with here? Yeah, they're tied with the Raiders and the Colts um, at five and five right now. So, so long, Bills. It was a good run. Uh, you made. They didn't even make an AFC Championship game. Damn. Either way, things are going to change this off season. Uh, I don't think it's full panic reset, but they got some bad contracts. They have some aging players. Uh, I don't know if Brandon Bean will be the one to deal with that. Uh, with their minor rebuild that they're going to have this offseason. I think he will be. I think he's done a fairly good job. But Sean McDermott's just kind of run his course there. Uh, we talked about it. There's only coaches like players have their ceilings, and Sean McDermott has taken this team as far as he can go. Uh, Dorsey was the scapegoat, but McDermott will be gone soon enough. Um, yeah, and with that, too... Uh, with Sean McDermott staying, being their head coach, and then Brandon Dable, or Brian Dable, I should say, uh, leaving to be the Giants coach last year, this could be looking like a Dan Quinn, Kyle Shanahan situation for the Falcons right now. Obviously, that Falcons team made the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan, offense coordinator, Dan Quinn, head coach, and then Shanahan left, and then it all just kind of fell apart. Now, Brian Dable is not having much success at all this year. That's also a college team that he's coaching right now, um, and we'll, we'll we will we'll get to that team because my god, but um, yeah, I guess let's just keep rolling here. Uh, next game up, all the way back to Thursday night football: Panthers for thirteen, Bears sixteen. Um, I don't remember what happened in this game because I kind of just blacked it out from my memory because it was just such bad football being played. Um, yeah, the Bears won. The Bears won fairly decisively. I guess not really. This is just, it's just bad. Bad football from both sides. I guess the less bad team won. Uh, no one could do anything running the ball. No one could do anything passing the ball. Uh, Deonta Foreman was a lone touchdown scorer on the day. I believe, right? Yeah. Um. Just bad, bad, bad football. Oh, yeah, I remember how this game ended. Uh, Panthers have a drive to tie or win the game. I think it ended up being 4th and 10. And instead of going for it and just kind of hoping and praying that you get a playoff and it works. No, they roll out Eddie Pinero to kick a 59-yard field goal. Never made that in his life. He misses it, obviously. And camera's on him after he misses, and he just kind of shrugs because he's like, well, what else did you fucking expect? He knew he wasn't He knew he knew wasn't making that kick. Um, yeah, just two, two very bad teams. I hope Justin Fields gets back soon because at least that'll be an entertaining part of the game to watch for the Bears. Uh, Panthers on the other side, though. What a what a fucking bad team. Uh, Frank Reich might be a one-and-done head coach. Like, this is not looking good at all. The roster is not there. Again, they are stage one 
of a rebuild, but Bryce has no help whatsoever. Uh, but he also just flat out needs to be better. He needs to throw the ball into tighter windows and not the college windows at Bama that he was used to. Uh, there's a difference. There's NFL open and there's college open. And NFL open is inches where college open is feet. But Bryce needs to be better. I think he will get better. Um, just a matter of time. I, I don't think we need to really stay and talk about this game anymore, so let's keep going. Another terribly, terribly bad game. Uh, Colts and pa Patriots in Germany. Colts 10, Pat 6. Um, I guess let's talk about the Colts first, because they did win. Colts 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Again, neither side looked good on offense, obviously. Only 16 total points were scored. And I can't even give the uh, I can't even give the defense a lot of credit because it's just the offenses were just bad. I give the Patriots defense more credit because at least like they had to stop Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss and guys like Michael Pittman and whatever. But um, Deo Odi Ying, oh god, I'm gonna mispronounce this guy's name so poorly. Deo Odi Yingbo. On the Colts, he had three sacks on the day. On Mac Jones, Quiddy Pay had a sack. Tyquan Lewis had a sack. Who had those interceptions, though? Julian Blackman and Rodney Thomas with the interceptions on the day. Uh, and that's just kind of what it came down to, was those turnovers in the end by Mac Jones. Uh -huh. I think Mac Jones might be done. Uh, Chu's giving me a lot of shit for calling him a good quarterback. I never called him a good quarterback. I mean, technically I did, but in the clip that I posted, I said Mac Jones is a good quarterback. And when I what I mean by that was he's Derek Carr, Geno Smith, fucking Jimmy G. He's a game manager, and the Patriots ruined, not ruined, he wasn't great anyways, but... Crushed whatever confidence that he had left in him. Uh, I don't know if he's starting this weekend for the Patriots. I hope not. Or No, they're on bye this week, I think, right? Patriots are on bye. I think we can... Let me confirm that quickly here, but... Yes, they are on bye. They are very, very lucky to be on bye. I think Mac Jones will be the starter against the Giants. Maybe build some confidence back up. Um, if they lose to the Giants, my God. Um... But, yeah, I mean, that Mac Jones interception, they had multiple chances. They were driving down the field, and he has a guy wide open in the end zone. And one of the worst interceptions I have seen. Uh, didn't even have his feet on it. It looked like kind of like a fadeaway shot and just right to Julian Blackman. Not even close. Was I, like, I audibly laughed out loud watching that. I thought it was so funny. It was such a bad interception. He immediately gets benched. In comes Bailey Zappi. They have another chance to go down the field, win the game, and then Bailey Zappi throws into, like, quintuple coverage and loses it. Um, yeah, the Patriots, uh, Patriots defense is doing its thing, but the offense is just so, so piss poor. It's bad. And I got a Patriots stat for you here. Um, so the Pats had 167 rushing yards in this game and only 10 points allowed. Uh, teams were 266 and 0 with 150, uh, 150 rushing yards and 10 points allowed before Sunday. So now that record is 266 and 1. Um, 
that just shows you how bad the Patriots' offense is. They cannot move the ball whatsoever. Um, last note on the Patriots, too. Uh, troubled cornerback Jack Jones has been cut by the team. I think they were just kind of fed up with his antics and whatever. Uh, he has been claimed, though. He is now a Las Vegas Raider. Uh, it's something I didn't know, actually, but uh, Antonio Pierce was his high school coach, and he coached him at, uh, at ASU. So I think that's good. I think he gets a guy or his coach in Pierce, who will keep him in check, hopefully. He's known him for a long time, and I think this is a good place for Jack Jones to go. They need help at corner outside of Marcus Peters, who's, again, he's just kind of fine at this point. But uh, I don't know if Jack Jones will start this weekend, but um, he will definitely be a starter for the team for the rest of the year. Uh, Yeah. Uh, let's move off this game because that's quite literally one of the worst offense or one of the worst football games of the year so far. 10 to 6, man. What the hell? Uh, we will keep going. Packers 19, Steelers 23. Uh, was a close one, was a close one, but again, the Steelers defense came out on top. Uh, they won the game. How many? Uh, Jordan Love, two interceptions on the day and those were really the really the defining moments in the game um and Jordan Love he actually like he played okay he didn't play great but he played well enough to win this game anyways um let's talk about the Steelers though Steelers defense again doing its thing TJ Watt with another sack uh Keon O'Neal and DeMonte Casey with the interceptions they're just good they're just solid but uh this offense was carried by the dynamic duo of Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Thought I would never say that, but uh, Jalen Warren had his first 100-yard game of his career. 15 carries, 101 yards, one touchdown on the day. And Najee Harris had a very surprising day. 16 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, the Packers' run defense is just piss poor. It is so bad, they cannot stop a nosebleed even if they wanted to. Um... But nice to see the Steelers' run game finally get going. It was good. Uh, Kenny Pickett, though, 14 of 23 for 126 yards. Great job, Kenny. Uh, I will say, though, Kenny Pickett, uh, I think on his career now, 13 wins, 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Uh, Very big, and I think he had multiple three-interception games to start his career, so the fact that he's only had, like, 13 for his career, good. He also... uh, has the least amount of turnovers for quarterbacks this season. So say what you want about Kenny Pickett. Does not turn the ball over. Does he do anything else really well? No. Uh, But he doesn't turn the ball over, and that's important if you want to be a game manager in this league. I don't even think he's that, but uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Packers on the other side. I kind of of talked about it. Uh, Rookie Jaden Reed had the long, long touchdown on the day. Uh... 46-yard touchdown there, but yeah, this Packers team is just not good. Um, They might be looking for a new head coach, too. I think Matt LaFleur might have run his course uh, in Green Bay. I guess we'll see. Um, I don't have much to really talk about Green Bay. They aren't an exciting team. Nothing really to talk about. Uh, So let's keep going. Next game up. uh, This was... Ended up being a surprise pretty good game, but Saints 19, Vikings 27. Uh, 
The Vikings were up 24 to 3 at half and then the Saints clawed back a little bit. I mean, it was only a one-score game, but uh didn't matter in the end. Uh let's talk about this Vikings team note. Josh Dobbs has just been like just what a story for him this year for being the uh QB or the backup QB on the Browns and then DTR had the unreal preseason, so they let him go, then he moves to Arizona, and then they trade him, and now he's the Vikings starting quarterback, and he was great in relief of uh, Jaron Hall last week, and then he came in, finally learned his teammates' names, and he delivered another very good game. 23 of 34, 268 yards, one passing touchdown, also added eight carries for 44 yards and another touchdown on the ground. Uh, yeah, that's just, just what a story, like absolutely remarkable career that this man has had. And to get to this point, someone will give him a pretty decent bag this off season to be the bridge quarterback, to help some young vet learn and whatever. But Josh Dobbs has earned his spot in the NFL. And that's, that's kind of all, all you could want as a backup. Uh, TJ Hawkinson though, had a monster day, uh, 11, 11 receptions, 134 yards, one touchdown. Every time he caught the ball, though, he got killed, and he looked like he was in so much pain. I have Hawkinson on one of my fantasy teams, and every time I looked up and I saw him, he was on the field, and he was hurt. I'm like, oh, no, I got to go find another tight end on the waiver wire. And then I'd look back five minutes later, and he'd be catching another, like, nuke, and he'd be down on the ground again. Uh, He's just getting killed. Like, killed, killed. He needs... I mean, I don't know what the Vikings team doctors are pumping into him, but it's working. Uh, he's been an absolute monster this year. I think he's kind of put himself into the uh, elite tight end conversation with, I mean, Kelsey's in a class of his own, but with guys like Mark Andrews and why can't I think of anybody else but Mark Andrews? TJ Hawkinson, obviously. Can I not think of another tight end that's like one step below? Kittle. Kittle. There we go. Uh, He's in the Mark Andrews Kittle tier. There we go. I did it. Um, Yeah, Vikings, though. Like, the fact that they are now 6-4 and on the season in a playoff spot. um, I think that they're going to make the playoffs. Justin Jefferson is coming back next week, and that offense will take another tick up. Um... I'm excited to see what the Vikings can do. Um, and when Spills and I were talking about it, where he convinced me that Kirk's going to be coming back for the Vikings, uh, Vikings 2025 Super Bowl is a thing that I might bet. I think that the way that Flores has the defense rocking and with not a lot of talent and this offense is already supremely talented, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. It is a big offseason for the Vikings. They do have to make a few moves. Uh, Saints on the other side. Derek Carr is hurt, leaves the game, uh, and in comes Jameis Winston to try to lead this comeback. And in Jameis Winston fashion, he had two touchdowns and two interceptions on the day. Finished 13-25 for 102 yards. Um, Yeah, uh, you can clearly tell that the Saints offense kind of got kicked into gear once Winston was there, was finally taking shots down the field instead of Derek Carr, the check down king, just throwing a Camara constantly. But uh, 
yeah, this is just kind of the Saints team. They're not very good. They're winning, leading their division right now because their division is ass. But, uh, yeah, Jameis Winston should start for the rest of the year. What is Derek Carr's injury? He has a shoulder injury. Uh, hoping to play after bye. So I guess that the Saints are also on a bye here. So I guess I can just check that. Yeah, Saints are on a bye. So I think that he'll be good. I don't know why they start Derek Carr other than like financial reasons. But uh, yeah, the Saints suck. So let's keep going here. Uh, one of the... Actually... Uh, actually, no, we had a lot of really good games, but one of the better games of the week, definitely an upset. Texans 30, Bengals 27. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is your 2024 or 2023-24 NFL Coach of the Year. I think that he has earned that. Uh, yeah, but let's talk about C.J. Stroud and this offense absolutely cooking the Bengals. Uh Stroud, 23 of 39, 356 yards, one passing touchdown, one interception on the day. Uh, he's having one of the best rookie quarterback seasons I can remember in recent memory. He is dicing up and down the field. He looks he looks like one of the better quarterbacks in football right now. People are putting him in the MVP or should he be in the MVP conversation? I think he deserves to be put in that conversation, but he does not deserve to win the award. He's having a very good year. He's had a very, very, very good last couple weeks, but I don't think it's all there. And I think that the Texans will fizzle out slightly. I think they still will be a very good team for the, uh, not a very good team, but they'll, again, they will be a 500 team like I predicted. Smart man. Um, yeah, uh, but Stroud is incredible. Uh, Devin Singletary had a great game on the ground, too. 30 carries, 150, 150 yards, one touchdown on the day. And Noah Brown has just emerged as one of the better wide receivers in the league. He had seven catches for 172 yards on the day. And his longest was only 34. So it's not like he caught like a a bomb and then he ran it in. It was like an 80-yard touchdown. Nah, his longest catch was 30 yards. He was just getting chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. Um, the Texas offense is building something. And I am excited to see where it goes. Uh, and obviously, huge shout out to their offense coordinator, Bobby Slowick. Uh, again, coming from that Niners tree, someone will scoop him up at some point. I don't know if it'll be this off season, but next off season he will a hundred percent be someone's head coach somewhere. Uh, but the Texans better cherish him while it lasts. Um, but yeah, the Texans just—they won this game. It was impressive. It was very impressive to say the least. They were kind of in control of this game the entire time. Uh, they had the Bengals playing from behind, and I guess let's talk about the Bengals. Bengals without T. Higgins uh, didn't really look like the same offense. Chase obviously uh, had a very good game, but only five catches, 124 yards, one TD. Uh, Tyler Boyd, eight catches for 117 yards, but he also dropped a touchdown that would have put them in the lead. I have believe so um 
Burrow on the day, 27 of 40, 347 yards, two TDs, two interceptions. Um, yeah, just wasn't there for the Bengals. Uh, the defense got cooked. Trey Hendrickson left the game with an injury, and he will be out for a good chunk of time, which is not good if you're the Bengals right now because you are clawing your way out of... First of all, they're fourth in their own division. Their division's really fucking good, but right now they're fourth in their division. Uh, they are not in a playoff spot, and they got to rattle off some wins to get back into that, in, in, into that playoff conversation. And I think they will, but losing losing Trey Hendrickson, their, arguably their best defensive player to injury, uh, will not help. They got a quick turnaround this week with the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. So no Higgins, no Hendrickson. We'll see how the Bengals look. Um, but this is where this is where teams need to step up and they need to win these games that matter because it's going to come down to the wire. I mean, if we look at this uh, AFC playoff race right now, um, so right now Steelers, Browns, and Texans are the wild card team. Uh, so the Texans are that final wild card team at five and four. Then the Bengals are five and four. The Colts are five and five. The Bills are five and five. The Raiders are five and five. And then you have the Chargers, Jets, and Broncos all at four and five. It's wide open, really, if we're being honest. Uh, I do think the Bengals will, but they dug themselves a hole early in the season, and they got to dig themselves out now. I guess we will see, but uh, yeah, they didn't look like their regular selves. I mean, they were still scoring points, but uh, didn't come up when it matters most, and unfortunate, unfortunate. Uh, let's keep going, though. Another very, very good game. Huge comeback win. Browns 33, Ravens 31. Uh, let's take a look at what the halftime scores were, because I forget... The Ravens were winning by quite a lot. I wasn't even that bad, actually. Uh was 17-9 at half, and then, uh, yeah, they, ra- they rallied back from being down 14. And, uh, yeah, it was really the tale of two halves for the Browns. Uh, Watson, total shit in the first half, if we're being honest. Uh couldn't move the ball whatsoever they couldn't do anything and then they basically went up to him at half and be like hey stop throwing the ball down the field and just check down to the guys that are open take the plays that are there and that's that's fine but people like Biss who don't understand that hey they literally told your quarterback to stop throwing down the field take what's available and we'll take it from there oh my god I can't believe it worked no shit uh but yeah, Watson, I think second half went 14 for 14 for a hundred and something yards and a touchdown to close out the game. Started the game with a pick six to Kyle Hamilton. Not great. Um, yeah, this, uh, this, this Browns team is very good. Their defense is very good. Uh, they returned the favor and had a pick six of their own. I believe it was Greg Newsome. It was. Um, Lamar was sacked three times on the day. Miles Garrett doing his thing, uh, sack and a half on the day. This 
people, I don't know, people actually, I'm not even going to say, oh, people are clowning the Browns defense. It's literally just our stupid friends in the group chat who just really don't understand football, if we're being honest. But uh, Browns defense is very good. It's just more of the matter of, will the offense hold them back enough to... uh, And the offense will hold them back enough. I don't think the Browns are a real Super Bowl contender. I think they are a playoff team. I said that they're a lock for the playoffs last week. I'm standing by that. Um, But yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in the Browns as a real, true, good playoff team. Uh, The running game got going. Jerome Ford, 17 carries for 107 yards on the day. He looked very, very good. Amari Cooper had another great game. Six catches for 98 yards. And here's David Njoku, six catches for 58 yards. I'm pretty sure he had 60 uh, yak yards on the day, so that's just a funny stat. But, um, yeah, Brown's a very, very good team. Uh, Ravens on the other side. Uh, Maybe give Keen Mitchell the ball just, like, a little bit more. The man had three carries for 34 yards on the day and a touchdown. Uh, Did he? Then he also had one reception for 32 yards on the day. Would you look at that? Um, yeah, because Gus Edwards, 11 carries, 24 yards, 2.2. Not really cutting it. Um, yeah, the Ravens just kind of, uh, they fell flat when they needed to most. Um, yeah, wasn't wasn't great, but I'm not going to blame and like some of these media guys and be like, is Lamar really the issue with the Ravens? No, Lamar is not the issue. There are other issues, but it is not Lamar. Uh, Lamar is very good. Just flat out, plain and simple. Um, Yeah, um, I don't really have much to say about the Ravens. I think that the Ravens are a very good team. This was just kind of a game that they should have won. I think if the Browns and Ravens play 10 times, I think the Ravens beat them 7 out of 10 times, if we're being honest. Um... So yeah, let's just let's just keep moving on. Oh, uh Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, uh he is hurt, I don't think. Or let me let me see how long that he's going to be out for here if they even say Mar nope, that's Jadavian Clowney. Two sacks on the day. He's had a very good career. I think Clowney's one of those guys who Obviously, was the first overall pick back in 2014, I believe, and hasn't didn't really live up to like number one pick expectations. But he has been a very good player for most of his career. Uh, so I, I don't know if you can really slap the bus label on him when he's been almost a 10 year pro and consistent everywhere he's been. Um, yeah, so Marlon Humphrey has a calf injury, didn't practice yesterday. I don't think he's going to be playing Thursday. Uh, that'll be a big loss for them, but let's keep moving on. Uh, next game up, Titans 6, Buccaneers 20. I I don't have a lot to say about this game. Uh, Buccaneers, I think that the Bucks are the best team in the NFC South. Again, not really saying a ton, but... I would take them over the Saints. Um, have they played this year already? The Buccaneers and the Saints? Do we know this? I mean, probably some people know this, but... Quick look up the... 
Oh yeah, okay, so they beat the Saints in week four, and they play them again week 17. That'll probably settle the division, though. Uh, but yeah, Baker... Baker doing Baker things, 18 of 29, 278 yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception. Uh, was a huge, huge game for Mike Evans. Six catches for 143 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Mike Evans is just... I, I feel like one of the most underrated players of this generation. Like, all he does is just consistently get 1,000-yard seasons, and people want to be like, oh... He was stat padding trying to go for that. It's like, yeah, who cares? No one's going to remember him stat padding 10 years down the line when all they see is 1,000 yards, 1,000 yards, 1,000 yards, 1,000 yards, 1,000 yards. Um, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer, but um, is he on is he on pace to uh, – oh, yeah, okay. He has 737 yards this year. He is well on pace to uh, hit that 1,000-yard mark again. Um yeah, the Bucks are just, I mean, the Bucks are just a solid team. That's plain and simple. Solid, not great, not good. They're solid. Uh, Titans on the other side, I was kind of like, ah, maybe the Titans, they turn things around. Uh, no, they have a lot of issues to work out. The run game is just, I mean, when you go against the Bucks, when they have Vita Vea in the middle, hard to run the ball. I know I said I was expecting a big game from Derrick Henry. I think I was just kind of saying things to say things at that point because I didn't know really what to talk about the Titans. But yeah, Vitave shut down that run game. Will Levis is going through his rookie growing pains, but he's been fine. But this, the offense needs kind of an overhaul on the Titans in general. Uh, I think this is going to be King Henry's last year in the, I don't even know what colors, Garnet. Is that is that a color that the Titans way is garnet or I feel like I'm thinking of uh I feel like I'm thinking of uh Bama uh garnet color this is this is what we get when we talk about the Bucks and uh the Bucks and Titans this is me talking about colors because I don't know what else to really talk about Yes, I think Garnet and Gray is when they talk about the uh, Crimson Tide there. That makes sense. Uh, let's just look up Titans team colors, because why not? Uh, but yeah, the Titans are just kind of in no man's land this year. They're not good. They're not great. Uh, well, that's lame. You just say white, blue, and red. They're, they're more. Titans are more than just white, blue, and red. They're... This says navy. You got silver. Uh... I would like them to have cooler color names other than just the Pantone codes or whatever. Um, I guess that's enough talking about the Titans was really just talking about their jersey colors. But uh, yeah, Titans, Titans, Titans are going to have a top 10 pick, which is nice. They need that. Uh, they could definitely use one of those left ta tackles, whether it be Joe Alt out of Notre Dame or the guy from Penn State who I haven't learned his name yet. Uh, Olu... Olu Fashanu? Olu Fashanu? I think that's right. Um, yeah, either way. Um, let, let's just keep moving on. I spent way too long on this game. We got a shit-kicking in this one, though. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, 34. Jags, 3. Um... 
this Niners defense is a problem. Uh, Chase Young, although not appearing in the box score or the stat sheet, you could see the overall impact that he had on that game. He he was generating pressures with Nick Bosa, uh, not getting to the quarterback, but causing a lot of problems. Uh, and with now you have Chase Young on that other side, that frees open, whether it be Eric Armstead or Javon Hargrave or Nick Bosa on that opposite end. Uh, yeah, they sacked Trevor Lawrence five times on the day. They had two interceptions. Uh, how many turnovers did the fucking Jags have? Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, the Jags had... God, I can't count. Um, Jags had four turnovers on the day. Four turnovers on the day. They were sacked five times. This was really... This was a Niners defensive masterclass. They did... The Jags just couldn't move the ball at all. Like, quite literally at all. And when you have a team with Trevor Lawrence and Etienne and Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley, things should just be better than it is. We'll talk about the Jags more in a second. Uh... Brock Purdy, after that bye, seemed like his regular self. Uh, 19 of 26, 296 yards, three passing touchdowns. Uh, George Kittle had a long touchdown on the day uh, for 66 yards. He finished with three catches for 116 yards and a TD. Christian McCaffrey, though, I think he's done. He is washed. Uh, for the first time in 17 games, he did not score a touchdown. So it looks like the Niners need to find a new running back. Uh, CMC is done. Obviously, this is a joke. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, they tried so hard at the end of that game, though, to get CMC that touchdown, and he just couldn't do it, couldn't do it, couldn't break the record. I think he ties, or he's tied now in the history books with, I think it's Larry Moore, whoever the hell that is, but he's tied with him for the most consecutive uh, games with a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I think that's enough, really, on the Niners' side. Do I have to really shout anyone? Oh, actually, because I'm remembering, because I forgot about this, uh, huge shout-out to Sheldon Rankins on that Texans' defense. I think he had, like, 11 pressures on the day and three sacks on Joe Burrow. Uh, that Bengals offensive line, they try to fix it every offseason, and it just continues to suck. I don't know who their offensive line coach is, but that man needs to be fired. Find someone else. Find anybody else. Uh... Yeah, let's talk about the Jags, though, now. Uh, I think there needs to be a conversation about Trevor Lawrence and about whether or not Trevor Lawrence is actually a top-10 quarterback in the league. Now, we can blame Urban Meyer for his rookie year. Disaster, disaster of a year. One of the worst situations a quarterback has ever been dropped into. Uh, then he started off his sophomore year a little slow, whatever, and then he picked it up. Boom, that second half of the year was nice. He was playing great football. And now, what? We're more than halfway through the season now. And Lawrence's stats on the year. Uh, he has nine touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, how many times has he fumbled, though? Okay, it says he's fumbled zero times. But it also, he literally just had a fumble in this last game. So, uh, the score doing score things, but Lawrence just needs to be better. 
And I don't know if it's scheme or play calling or whatever, but things should be better. I know that there are some Jags fans online blaming their offensive coordinator, Press Taylor. I think he does deserve a lot of the blame because this, it's just not, it's not a good offense. Uh, Not a good offense. And I mean, the defense has been better. It's been playing well. I mean, they got killed in this one, but. Again, the offense gave them no favors with uh, the four turnovers on the day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, people kind of anointed, me included, anointed Trevor Lawrence as kind of being one of these next great quarterbacks. I mean, we heard about it all at Clemson where, oh, he's the next generational guy. And I think that a lot of people just kind of put him in that top 10 conversation. Some people put him in that top five conversation and were like, okay, like, Let's see it. And he hasn't proven anything. He's had half of a good season through, I mean, two and a half years through his career, I guess. He's had half a good season so far. Um, It's just not, it's not good. It's not good. And I think Lawrence will get on track. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he will ascend to what he's supposed to be. But just right now, oh my, it's just, it's not good. It's not good at all, and there's a lot of things not to like about this Jags offense right now, but this is the performance you co- you get coming off the bye week. Like, awful. Piss poor. Needs to be better. Um, let's keep going, though. Uh, next game up, another crazy, crazy game. The Detroit Lions, 41. Chargers, 38. Uh... My mom was in attendance in this game. Happy birthday, mom. Uh, she was in attendance. She unfortunately chose to uh, cheer for the Chargers. And th- this is what happens. when The Chargers aren't good. The Chargers, again, they love to lose in new and exciting and crazy ways. And they did it again this week. But let's talk about the Lions uh, first here. Lions offense is clicking. They are full force now. Uh, Goff on the day, 23 of 33, 333 yards, two passing touchdowns. The run game was going. David Montgomery, 12 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs also finally getting involved, 14 carries for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, eight catches for 156 yards and one touchdown. This Lions offense is clicking, they are humming, they are very, very good. Uh, The defense go, they got exposed, they got exposed badly. They just simply don't have a corner, like a good, a true number one corner on this team, and them losing Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for, I don't actually know if it's a season, I will look that up, but you can tell that they're missing uh they're missing having a number one corner there and that that's not even saying Chauncey Gardner Johnson's the number one corner he's not he's a safety but just like they're missing that that's kind of like the last piece that this team needs is that number one corner and i think that their defense will be very very good uh what was i looking up Chauncey Gardner Johnson Sorry, it's C.J. Gardner-Johnson now. He changed his name. Uh, He's got a pec injury. Could return the season. That was September 20th, though. So no real update on him. 
Uh, yeah, Lions. Lions are very good. The Lions are going to win the NFC North. They're going to win. I mean, I guess never mind. Uh, Lions are very good. I think that we can now see that good offenses can uh, can score the ball on them and. If the Lions want to be a real contending team, that needs to change. But the offense can score with any team in the league, and that's what really matters. Um, Chargers, on the other hand, let's start off with the fun Chargers stat of the day. The Chargers are the first team in NFL history to score a touchdown on every drive in the last 40 minutes of the game and lose said game. Uh, just another unique and crazy and fun and wild way that the Chargers lose football games like they do every single year. Um, I know there's like a scoregami, obviously, if you don't know what scoregami is, it's like, oh, when the first unique score, uh, that's happened in NFL history, that's a scoregami. I feel like we need like a Chargers gami whenever they lose in one of these crazy and just ways that teams shouldn't lose games. You know what I mean? Uh, but it happens very often for the Chargers and wasn't wasn't the offense's fault whatsoever. I mean, they scored 38. Herbert on the day, 27 of 40, 323 yards, four passing touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Eckler, 19 carries for 67 yards, one touchdown. Uh, and then he also added four ca- or four catches for 48 yards. Uh, Keenan Allen, though. Keenan Allen, 11 catches, 175 yards, two TDs. Again, I was saying it. If the Lions had a number one corner to shadow Keenan Allen, this looks like a much, much different game. Uh, You can tell who Herbert likes to throw the ball to, and that's Keenan Allen. How's Keenan Allen's stats? Oh, Keenan Allen's also day-to-day with a shoulder injury. So, uh, not great. Keenan Allen on the season so far. 73 catches, 100 or 895 yards, 60 Ds. He's having a very, very good year. Uh, but yeah, this Chargers defense sucks. Uh, and their head coach, who is a defensive guy, also sucks. I have been saying it for multiple years now that the Chargers should have left Brandon Staley on multiple flights home. Uh, he should just flat out not be their coach at this point. He still is. This should be his last season. If it's not, I will laugh my ass off. But uh, having your defense be this consistently bad every year is bad. Like the... I don't even know where to start. Like, And here, here's me giving Herbert some praise where... Like, if he just had an average defense, this Chargers team would be, like, a perennial, like, playoff contender year in, year out. But because Brandon Staley is the head coach, they just aren't. Uh, And I think there's a lot of issues on their offense, too, but that's beside the point. They look good this week, so that's all that matters. Uh, But, yeah, they they have enough pieces. They have enough pieces on, on offense or on defense for it to work, but... They need some contracts reworked. I mean, Khalil Mack needs to go. I mean, I just need a complete overhaul on defense, if we're being honest. But it all starts with their head coach. He is a moron. He needs to go. Uh, Spills finally admitted that Brandon Staley might be the problem today. Uh, Absolute flip-flop on his part. I asked him literally a week ago to the... Yeah, literally a week ago to the hour almost, being like, 
fact or fiction should the Chargers fire their entire coaching staff? And he just said no. Man flip-flops on Brandon Staley every week. Meanwhile, I'm trying to look out for Justin Herbert's best interests, uh, which is not Brandon Staley and not this coaching staff and not Tom Tom Telesco, the GM. But uh, Chargers get a Charger. They're not making the playoffs, plain and simple. Uh, tied for... They're tied for last in that division, right? Tied for last in the division with the Broncos. Very, very funny. Uh, yeah, let's keep going, though. Uh, next game up, Falcons 23, Cardinals 25. Uh, Kyler makes his season debut, uh, and he looked pretty good. The offense looked pretty good. Uh, obviously, 25 points on the day is not too shabby. Uh, Kyler was 19 of 32 for 249 yards. No touchdowns, but one interception on the day. Uh, also added 33 yards rushing and a touchdown, though. Uh, sophomore tight end Trey McBride, absolutely huge game. Eight catches for 131 yards. Uh, I'm, again, like the Broncos, I am on the Cardinals bandwagon kind of for the rest of the season. I think that they will end up being a 4-5 win team to finish out the year. Now, will that push them out of the range for uh, Drake May and Caleb Williams? Of course it will. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm still a believer in Kyler. I still think Kyler is a good NFL quarterback and can be a very good NFL quarterback. He's been immature at times, but hey, he came out and won a game the same weekend that Call of Duty was released. So score one for uh, f- score one for Kyler Murray there. Uh James Conner also made his return, 16 carries for 73 yards, no touchdowns on the day. Uh, I'm excited to see what this uh, Cardinals team looks like for the rest of the year. I think that their offense will just keep getting better, and they did. They played a pretty good Falcons defense. Uh, Obviously, no Grady Jarrett anymore, but this Falcons defense is still a good unit. Um, And I guess it's kind of, let's talk about the Falcons here. Uh... Taylor Heineke left the game, and in comes Desmond Ritter. Both really didn't do any anything, but uh, Ritter should just be the quarterback for the rest of the year. I mean, there's no there was no real uptick in play uh, when Heineke was in there. So I guess let's just stick with Ritter. Let's see what he can do. Hopefully, he just doesn't fumble anymore. Uh, he didn't have a fumble. No, he didn't have a fumble in this game. Um. But yeah, I mean, the Falcons, when you go back three weeks ago now, I think that, yeah, I think that they've lost, yeah, they've lost three straight games to Will Levis making his debut, Um, Josh Dobbs not knowing anyone's name on the team, and then Kyler Murray and the 1-8 Cardinals, Uh, not looking good. Falcons on by this week, though. Hopefully they get some uh, get some stuff back on track here. But uh, Arthur Smith finally used Bijan Robinson. Uh, he was the big... I don't even know what I'm going to say here. Uh, he had the most carries for the team by quite a bit uh, for the first time this season. 22 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown on the day. 
but they lost the game. So Arthur Smith is vindicated. He is right. Uh, giving Bijan Robinson the ball more does not translate into wins. So I'm expecting Tyler Algier to take back over the backfield uh, next week and average his 3.2 yards per carry that he's been averaging for the season so far. Uh, yeah, Falcons offense just just it isn't it isn't good. Needs to something needs to get better. Needs to start working. Uh, and again, it doesn't help when you have two bad quarterbacks on your team. But uh, yeah, I think Arthur Smith is firmly on the hot seat here. There's just too much talent and too many talented players on offense for you to just like not use them. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about the Falcons. So let's keep going here. Uh, Commanders 26, Seahawks 29. Uh, I'm very close to just being out on the Seahawks in general. I'm not completely out. They're going to make the playoffs. They're a fine team, but you should be beating the Commanders by more than three points in overtime. Was this game in overtime? I thought this game went to overtime. Uh, what happened? Whatever. Um, yeah, I should, I should keep talking. This is a podcast here. Um, can't be reading this. Uh, yeah, the Seahawks, I mean, they won the game, but they just, it should be better. Gino wasn't bad in this one. Uh, 31 of 47, 369 yards, two passing touchdowns. Uh, the run game couldn't get anything going. Kenneth Walker averaged 3.3. Zach Charbonnet, though, 7.3 yards, uh, average a carry. And I did, I expected this defense to take a bigger jump than it has so far. Uh, maybe they're still working some things out, but, uh, Sam Howell just kind of dice them if we're, if we're truly being honest here, uh, yeah, like the Seahawks are just like a fine team, but they're nothing special. They're going to be a playoff team, but they are what they are. Um, can't be too upset with them, I guess, but uh, here we are. Uh, commanders, though. Sam Howell, 29-44, 312 yards, three passing touchdowns. Uh, he's definitely going to be the commander's quarterback next year. Definitely their starter. He is a good NFL quarterback. I think people are panicking and being like, oh, do we have a quarterback problem in the NFL? No, we don't. I think we have an offensive play calling problem. I don't think there's a lot of good offensive play callers in the league right now. Uh, and a lot of defense are just, they're taking away that home run ball and offenses haven't really adjust, adjusted to it other than the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes there, but whatever. Uh, Brian Robinson was the true workhorse on the day. Eight carries for 38 yards, no touchdowns, but he had six catches for 119 and one touchdown. Um, Yeah, and like I was like, oh, the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks did score 29. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I think that if the Commanders kept Chase Young and they kept Montez Sweat, I think that this Commanders team would have been a playoff team. Would it have mattered? No, they would have got blown out in whatever wild card game that they played in. But uh, I think it's smart of them to hit the reset early. Um, but yeah, here here we are with them. They're 
not a good team, but there are there are things to be excited for if you're a Commanders fan, and that being mainly you might have a quarterback in Sam Howell. So, uh, good job, Commanders. Next game up, oh my god, Giants 17, Cowboys 49. Uh, yeah, so the Cowboys outscored the Giants in their head-to-head games this year, 89-17. to This flat-out, flat-out embarrassing if you're the Giants, but let's talk about the Cowboys. And there's not really much to talk about. The Cowboys did whatever the fuck that they wanted to. Dak had an amazing game, uh... 26 of 35 for 400 yard, 404 yards, four passing touchdowns. Uh, Rico Dowdle, good game rushing, 12 carries for 79 yards, one touchdown. Tony Pollard, fifth, or actually, Tony Pollard hasn't had that great of a season, though. Uh, Brandon Cooks, finally showing up, nine, carry, or nine catches for 173 yards, one passing touchdown. Uh, CeeDee Lamb continues to go on an absolute tear. That is now... Three straight games of 150 uh, or more yards and 10-plus catches. Uh, three straight games. That was confusing, but let's do it again. CeeDee Lamb has had three straight games of 150-plus yards and 10-plus catches, uh, which is, I think, it's not a record, but it's obviously very, very, very good. Uh, and yeah, the defense defense did its thing. They had five sacks on the day. Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons. Wow, Michael Parsons did not have a sack on the day. Damn, Parsons didn't even show up in the score or in the stat sheet here. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I mean, we all knew that the Cowboys were going to kick the shit out of them. This isn't new. Uh, so let's turn it over to the Giants here. Um, Saquon Barkley might be the only NFL player they have on this offense. Uh, I know we talk like, oh, an NFL team could never lose to, uh, NFL team could never lose to like a college team. I would be, I would be very interested. I don't know who the best defense is in the country. I kind of just want to say Iowa because they're, their unders are hilarious. It's definitely not Iowa, but like there are, multiple, multiple quarterbacks. Like, I don't think, like, like if you put Tommy DeVito back in college, I don't think Tommy DeVito is a top 25 college QB. I mean, he wasn't when he played at Syracuse. Uh, and again, nice story. He has, he's thrown some passing touchdowns, and I think they were saying, oh, pardon my take, but at the end of the day, which whatever job he has after this, where we'll have his framed game-worn jersey in the office, and he can say that he played in the NFL, and that's something that not a lot of people can say, so that's great. But Tommy DeVito just flat-out sucks. I don't know how he's still their quarterback. I mean, the backup is Matt Barkley, who I guess probably wouldn't be any better, but uh, yeah, the the Giants just aren't, aren't a good football team. Plain and simple. Plain and simple, they are the worst team in the league by a wide margin. I would love to see the Giants play the Panthers. Did they play already? No, it's preseason. Never mind. Uh, do the Giants have any more winnable games? Let's see. They got Commanders, no. Patriots, they 
shouldn't win that one, but we'll see. The bye week, Packers, Saints, Eagles, Rams, Eagles. Hmm. Uh, they might win that Week 18 game against the Eagles if the Eagles sit every starter and backup and just kind of play third-string guys. Maybe. Uh, yeah, the Giants just the Giants just suck. The Giants suck. Uh, I don't know what else there is to say, but the Giants suck. Uh, and last game up here, Jets 12, Raiders 16. Uh, Jets head coach Robert Sala said at the start of the game, it is a race to 20 points. Uh, wasn't even a race to 20 points. Neither team could move the ball. Neither team could score. Uh, the Jets had chances, but then they were taken away by penalties. And yeah, that just kind of ended up being the difference maker, though. Uh, the Raiders, though, 2-0 and since uh, Antonio Pierce has taken over the head, head coaching role from that loser, Josh McDaniels. They lit up the victory cigars again. They better enjoy it because the Dolphins are going to kick the shit out of them this week. Uh, yeah, it was a big big game on the ground for Josh Jacobs. 27 carries for 116 yards, no TDs. Uh, the lone TD on in the game was from rookie tight end Michael Mayer. Uh, I don't even... There's, there's not really much to say about the Raiders like the Raiders won this game but I think the Jets were the better team in this game uh Jets had a chance to come back Zach Wilson threw that interception uh but this game wasn't Zach Wilson's fault and Zach Wilson has been a much 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 better quarterback than his first two years in the league he's playing at a much higher level is it good no, uh, it's serviceable, I guess, uh, but he was 22 or 23 of 39 for 263 yards, one interception, also added four carries for 54 yards, and he made a couple of really good plays, really nice throws, he definitely works best when things are kind of out of rhythm and out of cadence, where he can just kind of move around and scramble and just kind of get an overall feel for how the play is shaking out more than just structure, stand in the pocket, analyze the field. He's not that type of guy, and he never will be. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jets defense continues to be very, very good, and they're hoping that Aaron Rodgers gets back sooner rather than later. Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee today that uh, he is expecting uh, to be fully back with the team uh, by around Thanksgiving. And then I think that he said he's hoping to be back around mid-December playing. We will see. Uh, the Dolphins have a game against him in mid-December. And I would love for the Dolphins to be the first game against Aaron Rodgers when he comes back and for us to just kick the shit out of this immobile man who will be a statue who won't be able to run and he will just get smacked in the pocket because this Jets offensive line is one of the worst in football right now uh yeah um I guess that'll do it for the uh the week 10 recap here oh I there's actually one more thing that I forgot to say uh Saints wide receiver actually two more things about the Saints uh Marshawn Lattimore and Michael Thomas both injured, both out for a little bit anyways. Uh, I guess we'll see when they come back. But uh, Michael Thomas also got arrested 
over the weekend. Uh, basically, for what did he do? There was a construction worker blocking his driveway, so Michael Thomas, being the great person he is, decided to smash the guy's windshield. Uh, I'm assuming he told him to move, and the guy's like, "I just I can't move it right now." And to have it escalate it to or to have it escalate to that point is just so ridiculous. Uh, I'm I wonder if he'll get suspended, but I mean Henry Rugg or not Henry Ruggs talk about Henry Ruggs, but uh, Derek Carr just does not have a good track record with his wide receivers. Like, uh, Antonio Brown goes to the Raiders, and he immediately becomes crazy. I mean, Antonio Brown will end up in prison at some point. I don't think that's that hot of a take. Henry Ruggs is in jail currently. Chris Olave got arrested earlier in the offseason. Now Michael Thomas. Uh, don't know what Derek Carr is doing to these boys, but uh, he's got to leave the NFL before he has more arrests under his name there. Uh, Michael Thomas, though, f- complete fucking idiot. What a loser. Uh, and yeah, I guess we will end it here. I don't think I have any other points to really end on. Uh, no, no, so let's end it. If you like this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace. Peace.